presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Our wonderful host, Laura Leon, um, because she did not get instructions on how to call when the link doesn't work. So, you know, but it's okay. She's calling in with her phone. And Laura, you're, you're, she knows how to soldier on, right? That's uh, what we do best, I think. Absolutely. You know, everybody has been, we talked about this, everybody has been, I mean, it's been hell lately. Everything's gone wrong. So much. Yep. I don't know what it is. Is it part of ascension? What the hell is going on? I know it's a chaos field. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the energy is definitely it. crazy. Maybe. The Schumann yeah. is doing things that's never done before, so they don't yeah. even know how to read it. They don't even know what it means. So, yeah, it's uh, lots going so, on in the world, I in the realm. Yep. Okay, so before we start, I want to share something that Jennifer sent me, guys. Oh, by the way, welcome to anyone who just joined the show and has never been on before. I'm so glad to have you, and we're so happy to have Laura Leon, a, a new medium, CE medium, and a wonderful one. And, you know, we're going to have in the description box below, because this is going to become a YouTube, how to get in touch with her. But it's SovereignKey.com. But again, you'll you'll see. Uh, all right, so um, where were we? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Jennifer, <laughs> where were we? Jennifer texted me and said that a friend of hers, I think, uh, I think a high school friend. Um, God, I wouldn't even be able to recognize mine. It's been so long. But anyway, um, she told this friend about Eric and all that, and so she started watching telling Eric YouTubes or maybe she started reading the blog and she was, she had two candles lit and then all of a sudden it gets to the story about right after Eric died, my eldest daughter, Christina, she was a second year medical student and she was, didn't have time to grieve or anything. So she made a little altar with candles and she, there was no AC or anything, but Eric was able to follow her commands, like, okay, turn, go to the left, go to the right, like, jump off the wick like one inch. It was crazy. And right when she wow. was looking at that part, uh, Eric blew out uh, one of the two candles, and they're real close together, so that's kind of hard. So, you know, that was obviously him, I think. But anyway, this is not about me. It's about Lauda, and I really want you to share your story with the usual suspects. Um, yeah, so about how all this happened, right? Yes. Anything you want to yes. share? My, my story is, well, I mean, it's quite unconventional because I was born with many abilities and uh, didn't and couldn't control them because they were so um, extreme. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, experienced a lot of uh, a lot of strange things growing up. And when I was young, I used to actually levitate, and I had no control of it either. So cool. Oh my god! And um, but you know, when you can't control it, it's pretty scary because you don't know if you're going to stop. So if you're caught yeah. levitating outside, you're just yeah. like I was always terrified that I'd just keep going up, 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 right? Because 
you know, it happened at a birthday party. Oh, gosh. And I was, you know, I was about, I think, 12, and I suddenly started levitating in, in, in the house. That's what happened, dude. And really? it was in a birthday party, so if you can imagine oh. all the kids screaming and running, and here I am, like, basically stuck to the ceiling. Um, oh, it's, so, like, it's like, where are the clowns? Where's the clowns, well, okay? Yeah. It's part of the act. And how do you, you know, how do I get down? Because like, I couldn't, oh, yeah, I couldn't control it. So my my friend's dad took the ladder and he like had to climb the ladder to get to the to the top part of the ceiling to try and pull yeah. me down. So here he is trying to pull me down. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh my god. Um, and you know, I I could uh, see dead people and hear dead people, and dead people would manifest physically around me. So I never never knew that they were dead because they were like physical, like you and me. Yes, because you are a physical manifester, which is yeah. very rare. Yeah. I think there's only and a handful in the world that can, are able to do that. Apparently, because, you know, I've, I've tried looking for information because I thought surely other people must have this, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're with me, if it happens, you're with me with the dead people or person, and you're feeling them, seeing them, and you don't know they're dead. So whoever is with me experiences the phenomenon. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you can touch them. Wow. Like, have you ever have you ever held little groups, like little events? Like it probably can't be a big event, but so that people could experience that? I mean, like a grievers group, you know, three, I've four, never, five people? I've never held any kind of an event like that. Would that be um, more difficult, Eric? Would that be hi, Eric? I love you. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, ah, he's chuckling. So Eric, mm-hmm. is, would that make it difficult? Because you know, all everybody's energy, you know, interfering. It is it, like it would be, it would be too many people, and mm-hmm. when you're pulling, it, like apparently the way I understand it is that. Oh, However my energy works, and, and this might be why it's so rare to have people that are this kind of a medium, yeah. my energy pulls them into physicality. Oh, wow. So if you have, like, events with multiple people, it's like, I just don't, I think it's too much. Yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah. and not only that, but it can leave you really exhausted afterwards because you don't realize they're dead, but it takes a lot of energy and you're not aware of the energy it's taking in you to manifest it in that dimension, in physical dimension, right? Yeah. So it can be very, um, but you'll never know they're dead. Like you could be sitting at a restaurant and you're talking to the people next to you, which has happened to me more than once. And they're lovely people. You're going on about whatever you're talking about. The waitress comes and then I say, well, aren't they lovely people? And she's like, what people? Oh my then they're god! Gone. Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, so I had funny. another friend with me actually. This this story is very interesting because it was a family. So it was a husband and wife, uh, two children with their best friend, and her best friend had a daughter. And my girlfriend was with me, and we met up with these people who were just really wanted to talk to me. We sat with them for an hour on the beach. 
And at the end, we were hugging them goodbye, like giving them kisses and hugs and hugging the kids. My girlfriend's hugging them. We realized that they were dead. They actually died in the 1970s. Oh, Jesus. And I thought it was peculiar because they were dressed like the 70s and they had a Volkswagen. And I thought, wow, they really look authentic, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Lee. That is one of the coolest stories I have ever heard. All right, so go ahead. Tell us how things progressed for you. Well, so growing up, um, used to, yeah, see a lot of dead people, um, hear a lot of dead people. I was, uh, a lot of them, you know, they get pretty desperate. So they, they really, when they, they know that you can hear them, um, they really get uh, very, um, very pushy. Like, oh, really? like they're, yeah, they can, they can get very pushy. Because... I had my reservations at 6 p.m. Dead person. Well, one. yeah, where, you can hear me. I need your help. Right, exactly. So what yeah. um, I used to have uh, when I was young, this one woman would come to my room every night and sit on my bed and she'd touch me and like caress my hair. She wouldn't leave me alone. And she kept telling me that I needed to find her wedding ring. Now, this woman looked like she was dressed like somebody from the 1800s. Wow. And, um, and she'd cry, 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 came every night, kind of tormented me. I was so tormented. Finally, I got really... How old were you then? Were you an adult? No, she, she started coming to me when I was about nine. Um, oh, yeah. And then finally, um, at about when I was about 11, I just got fed up. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Like, I can't, I can't sleep. So I said, if I find your ring, will you leave me alone? And she said, yes. So I went looking for her uh, wedding ring on the property that my parents had, that they bought, because yeah. mm-hmm. she said it was on the property. Oh, and like in I just the land? Land. Well, it took me a long time to find it, let me tell you. I had to, oh, like, I was digging. My parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I, I did find it, and, I, you know, I – gave it to her while I couldn't, you know, I mean, I was like, here you go. What do you want me to do with your ring? And I ended up burying it um, by, by a tree she wanted me to bury it at. But what happened was she told me that on her wedding day that her fiance was traveling with his, you know, cart and horse to the Mm -hmm. wedding and had an accident and literally died on the day of the wedding while she was waiting. Oh, no. And apparently he, when he got um, close enough to to the house, that's where the accident happened, but the ring somehow got lost. Anyway, so I wanted to see if it was real, right, because I like doing research to find out if what I'm told is real. Yeah. And I need to. You know, I kind of, uh, you know, ended up making a few calls to the courthouse trying to find out, like, you know, the farm that was there in advance. I did find out. And they did tell me that at that time there was um, there was a family that lived there where the woman lost her fiancé on the day of the wedding. So oh. um, that was, that you know, was real. But, you know, during university... Uh, I moved into a house with a bunch of other girls. There was like five of us. And that house was completely haunted. Oh, Jesus, of and course. It was, 
And it was haunted by two people. One of them was very bad and one of them was good, who was trapped. I don't know, the woman. And there was a lot of um, poltergeist activity happening in the house and a lot of, uh, there was actually ectoplasm there too. And it was very active and I ended up, communicating with the woman and the woman told me that she was strangled by her boyfriend and oh, wow. died uh, basically where my room was and mm. that the the boyfriend kept her hostage in that house and had oh, kept her hostage since the, the murder. Mm. So, um, and that she wanted to be free and she was terrified of him. He was a terrible person. Uh, when he was alive, he was a terrible person at death and um, mm. kept tormenting her. Anyway, I did the same thing. I went to find out if there was a murder that happened in that house. And um, sure enough, it, there was there was a murder, a woman that was strangled by the man that she lived with. And so that checked out. Anyway, I had to do a major clearing on the house. So I had to get her free oh. from him and then I had to get him quarantined. So, yeah, it was. It was crazy. Well, what can you do with them besides quarantine? Can you send that person into the light? The bad person? I mean, well, everybody I mean, to get to the light, right? Yes, but sometimes depending on how, like, kinetic they are, how powerful, how much they don't want to go. Oh. Um, yeah. In order to neutralize them so they don't cause any, any damage to other people, it, you know, because they're not going anywhere. If they don't want to go, they're not going to go. Um, yeah, you got to you got to then quarantine them. Mm. So you basically put them in a space that they're not allowed to hurt anything or anybody. They just, you know, they they wait it out. That's a pretty awesome gift to have, really. So what? How did he die? Did he die shortly after, or did you oh, ever find he, out? He shot himself in the head. Oh boy. Yeah. So after shortly he, after, or, or yeah, after he killed her, he shot himself. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to go anywhere. He didn't want to go in the light. He didn't. It was like he wanted to amass more power while in death, because you can do that. You can become more and more kinetic. So. Oh. Mhm. And which would wow. be like that's a liability for anybody, right? Because you they can hurt people, and so yeah. I had to. The only thing I could do was quarantine them. Yeah, they could push people downstairs. Oh, what I did can push can downstairs. They can they strangle I've, humans? I mean, yeah, what, what I've can... been strangled. I've been oh pushed. I've been kicked. I've been uh, bruised all over. I've been, you know, I've had a lot of, <laughs> I had a lot of uh, really bizarre encounters. So yeah, they can do a lot of that stuff. Well, I bet. I bet the dark side hates you. Mm-hmm. Really. They do hate I mean, me. I've had problems like I would end up, you know, being punched in the skater field because when I first started, they did not like it. Or they they grabbed the underneath my eyes and twisted so I had black eyes. I mean, oh. it's just weird stuff. Just really, um, yeah, they're attacking with that, but that's but yeah, they're trying I to attack you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we had to seal our land because I think it was on an ancient burial ground because we used to have oh. it, it's like Buffalo Bio. 
that what they call it, I, buffalo boil because the Native Americans would chase the buffalo into the ravine, buffalo bio, to 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 hope that it would they would break their legs, and so they could hunt it eat more easily. Um, so anyway, so it's it, there were a lot of indigenous tribes uh, on our property apparently, and it used to be my little cul-de-sac used to be a buffalo farm or you call it a farm. Wow. So. So, so when you sealed it, one of the mother buffalo um, tell her child when he was going off to school. I won't make you guess. Bison, bison. Oh, bison! Well, you know what that reminds me of. Have you? I've seen a lot of um, animals and. After they die, so a lot of people have experiences with, you know, humans, but they forget that actually, when pets move on, they they're just as much here as like yeah. people sometimes. I've had um, I've had other people's dogs come into my house uh, oh. and hang around. Wow. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> You're an animal magnet. Oh, so then what? For sure. Well, um, so these kinds, these things kept happening, except for like the the amount of paranormal abilities that I had kept changing and altering. So um, I just went through a lot of transitions of like different forms of um, metaphysical abilities. I just mm. basically had to learn the hard way, yeah. and and then I had to learn how to um, create healthy boundaries because a lot of the demonic principalities were coming in and attacking me, right? Oh, God, yeah. So it was really like um, hard school of not, Mm. uh, you know, learning how to do this all on my own because I didn't really have a lot of support. And, you know, to the dark faction, like they see you as a huge bright light. So you can't really hide from them. Mm. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's big. It's a big light for them, and they're in a dark world, so they don't see the sun the way we see the sun. Yeah. It's very dark, and so we're, like, super illuminated, right? And then when when you have abilities, uh, you get more illuminated. So I was getting a lot of of strange visitations and a lot of um, demonic attacks, and I had to really learn uh, how to how to create the proper boundaries, but yeah. not cut it off the abilities. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God, that's a very fine line. I, I, yeah. I was at a lot, and I had to learn how to be better about devising prayers of protection and doing certain things. But I didn't have to balance that with any, with whether my gifts, whatever gifts, would go away or not. So that I remember when I first started doing the skater work, I mean, I, I said a prayer of protection, but obviously it wasn't enough because every time, and even if I took a bath in the morning, when if I took a bath, and I like baths, I don't shower, um, a bath in the evening, I would get out, drain the tub, and it would be covered with a black, like, soot. It was creepy. What? I know. What? Yeah. Wow. And is that when you would do scalar? Yeah. You know, I first okay. started trying to cure one a relative with terminal cancer. He's still alive. Great. But 
so and I started out with just helping, trying to help family members and friends and all that stuff. But boy, they did not like it at all. They would even take my dowsing rods and try to rinse them away from my hand. I mean, oh. there were some kin- kinetic bastards around there. Okay, so now maybe you're not finished with your story, so I'll let you go on. But if you are, I want to he- you to tell everybody. Everything that you do, because a lot of our mediums are healers. They can do this or pass like regression, blah, blah, blah. So you can continue with your story, or if you're finished, go ahead and, and tell us um, all the magic that you have to offer. <laughs> um, okay, I was just, I'll just finish it by saying, um, yeah, so the gifts um, are different, various gifts, and you just go through periods of experiencing what they are and I always had a lot of paranormal things happening around me but I also um, could connect with ancient dead people now like and that's the other thing that I find interesting because I know a lot of people basically connect to people that have been dead maybe 200 years ago or uh, but it's I I never really heard of people who are connecting with people who have been dead for thousands of years wow I and yeah. yeah, and those people come to me. So I've had like, I've had a Euro Asian um, hunter come to me who lived like forty five thousand years ago. Oh my and god! He was, and he was wearing all the stuff, all the furs, exactly like, you know, this person was super ancient. I've had Roman soldiers from around 300 AD come to me, like a group of wow. them. Um, and they manifested physically. But I just find it interesting how, like, you don't hear much about the ancient dead people coming no, forward. we don't. I mean, sure, Eric yeah. will call in Cleopatra or whatever, but these people, I mean, most mediums don't say, well, they just showed up at my doorstep and, Wanted to see if I had a sweet tea for them and they could have a, or sip on a mint julep. No, we we don't get that very often. Yeah, so that's and I cool. I've always thought, you know, that's curious to me, um, especially when you you know very you're dealing with like this guy that was forty five thousand years ago, right? Yeah, who's from a totally different part of the world. Mm. Um. It, it was stunning blue eyes. Actually, what I found interesting is that his the color of his blue eyes were so unique that I don't know if that if that kind of blue died out. Very interesting. I, I read something about uh, blue eyes and where they originated. I can't remember because I can't remember shit anyway. But um, I have a question for well, what was it before I was going to ask that? Uh, well, maybe it'll come to me. I have a question for Eric. Eric, Lauda sounds like an earth angel. And these are people that are very rare. It's like, you know, 8,500 in the world at any given time. But they usually have to come in with a much higher vibrational energy than the usual, the usual bear, Yogi Bear reference. Um, Because they have, have put a lot of stuff on their plate, a lot of hardship, a lot of adversity, a lot of, you know, challenges. So I'm wondering if Lauda is one of those. Uh, he's saying he's saying she would be considered something closest to that, but she's something different. 
Well, what is she? Don't give her an identity crisis now, Eric. Saying a different universe. Good. Pardon me? A different, a different universe. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back back to the ancient people. You know, uh, I I will do these portal and entity counts for people, and uh, you know, I, I try to figure out if they have like a lot of negative things, whatever. What's going on with the property? Is it you know indigenous tribe skirmishes, uh, black magic, curses, family feuds? You know, earthbound spirits, or how many? Who? What did they die of? Uh, ceremonial sacrifice, all that. But I also always ask if they're on an uh, ancient burial ground. And people think, well, I mean, how can everybody be living on an ancient burial ground? You know, they think of it at, in, in like the 1800s, the 1900s, but no. Ancient burial grounds can be, you know, 50,000 years ago. So, so Absolutely. Not, not only that, but the natives, wherever they lived were their burial grounds because they buried the people that died where they lived. Yeah, so everybody's on it's a not like, Everybody's on a line. Right. Right. It's not like us that, you know, there's a cemetery over there and it's like totally in a different location. They actually were much more in harmony and balance when one of the, when one of their people died because they died where they live, community and family were, they mm-hmm. died more in peace. It was an easier transition. Oh yeah, of course. So, yeah. you know, they, wherever they lived is where their dead people were. Yeah, so they didn't have to pay up for a big servantory plot like I had to with Eric, and they didn't have that kind of awful thing to go through. Ugh, they just like no. okay, you, you dropped here, we're gonna bury you, and we're gonna bury you. And that can did you know that can be very dis- disorientating for dead people? Did you know that I had dead people coming to me because when they were buried somewhere else. They were, like, lost. They couldn't oh. figure it out. They were like, why are we here? Oh. Well, what's yeah. better? What do they say is better? Is it better to be cremated? Or is that, um, in the end, Eric came back and said, I wish you had cremated me. But uh, what, what, what do they want? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they each have different things they want. But as a general well, rule, they want. I think, I think from what I've seen anyway, from my experience, like with dead people, they don't like being buried away from where they lived and their loved ones, okay? So um, going through this whole process and having them in a totally different place disoriented and disorientates them. I've had them, like, want me to bring them back home kind of thing to oh. where they live. Um, very confused, right? But yeah. what I find is people that are burned, that are that, that is an easier transition for them. That's yeah. just my experience, right? Yeah, that's interesting. So is it because, the, you know, if they still have a body, albeit dead, yeah, they, they, it's, it's hard like a to magnet disconnect from from that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. it's a total magnet. It acts like like magnetic. It magnetically keeps them here, kind of. Well, so um, when when my son Lucas was eighteen months, two years old, he had a febrile. Um, incident where he started hallucinating but I was holding him drawing up a tepid water bath 
And he started talking about how he was a little girl in Jamaica and his parents were like rum people, a sugar cane, and he was on the top of a waterfall and he was twirling around and he actually sang the song. And what kid, what boy is going to say they were a girl dancing around on top of a waterfall? Anyway, he fell off, drowned, and our housekeeper was his father and um, my husband was the mother. He went in through all this. So anyway, make a long story short, I asked Christina, and after I die, it's like we reincarnate, right? I get our girl. And so she said, well, I want you to be my mom again. So how can I remember? And then she says, I know. I'm going to leave a note in my pocket. (laughs) Anyway. That was not a hallucination. Oh, no. That was a full-on memory, yeah. It was, and that's when I started thinking it was interesting and bought a wonderful book called uh, Children's Past Lives by Carol Bowman. And she uh, she studied the work of Ian Stevenson, who was a guy who tried very hard to disprove uh, reincarnation by creating such difficult parameters for the study, like, okay, the kid in India can never have left his uh, village the parents cannot believe in reincarnation. I mean, stuff like that. And it's it's an incredible book. I recommend it to everyone. But that was the very first start of my spiritual journey. Um, wow. Is, so. All right. So didn't you, didn't you have a grandma that was very psychic? A gra- well, she may have been. Nana. Mm-hmm. She may have been. Mm. I, I believe it. Probably my grandfather, too. Uh, on my, my my maternal grandfather, he believed in aliens. And he loved that book about um, uh, uh, something for the gods or whatever. But it, you know, chariots of chariots of the gods, maybe. I don't know. But he was really into that, and he was quite open. So maybe they both were. So uh, yeah, she had a fourth grade education. He had a sixth grade education. But they were so wise beyond their years. And if it weren't for them, I would. I don't know if me and my siblings, my sisters would have survived our parents, really. Wow. I mean, it's like, they, we never raised jacket like that. It was that kind of thing. They were from a different country, right? Well, my, oh, my, my paternal, yes. Yeah. My father's from Spain. My maternal, uh-huh. Kentucky, all the way. All the way. Yeah. But before Kentucky, where were they from? Well, there's the Ireland, England, but also the question is mm-hmm. whether my grandfather was had roots in the Cherokee tribe. So, oh, that's fascinating. But, yeah, but anyway, this is not about me. I want to hear you tell everybody what you have to offer. I've had a lot of people say, "I tried to book with her, but she's so booked up," which you know the good ones are. I am, yeah. Yeah. I am quite booked up, um, and I haven't gotten to any of the emails either um, yet, but I'm booking into um, late September, October, November. Um, wow. So, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> well, have you ever thought about, um, Lauda, and I asked this of all the mediums, of, you know, like doing like group readings, like six people, and charging them a little bit less? But still, I mean, you can just pile in more people. Jamie Butler and I used to do that. We did six people for for the grievers groups, but we did ten for the oh. general. I want to just know stuff, uh, stuff. And you know, you can accommodate so many people. Plus, 
you can accommodate people who can't initially afford, like Jamie, she charges $600 an hour, so they can't afford that. Wow, no. They're rich in order to afford Jamie Butler. Yeah, that is. Mm. Yeah, that's that's expensive. No, I actually never thought of it um, because sometimes some people don't come through, right? Like it's not it's not 100%. You don't know who's going to come through. Of um, course not. And people but, but like caveat. They they can understand that. Yeah, really. Like, if people come and they expect whatever they expect, but you can't control who's going to come in. And right. so, you know, then well, there could be people I, sitting there. As a doctor, if I put somebody that has pneumonia on an antibiotic that is the, you know, uh, um, uh, the drug of choice for that pneumonia, that, that uh, bacteria, and it doesn't work, you know, that's way you know, it's, it's not yeah. me. And so you have to choose another one, et cetera. So you can't take the onus all on yourself, really. I mean, and, and you know, part of the That's responsibility true. is the sitter also, you know. Sometimes true. things don't work out because of the sitter, not the medium. Anyway, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Some people have some really, really heavy blocks, which I find, I always find blocks really fascinating. Um, so, you know. And sometimes they might think that they want communication, but then they get freaked out and then they kind of shut it down. So, because, you know, what I find is a lot of the beings that come through, they will honor whatever we can handle. So, yeah, they're very respectful that way. That's amazing. Uh, I just had it. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say there's the ones that I find that can be very pushy are usually children. Like um, sometimes children don't like have that, that respectful boundary. They're just, you know, especially if they're looking for their mommy or daddy or whatever, they they will, yeah, they'll just be like, no, you have to help me. Oh, are you talking about deceased children, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, Mm -hmm. not children trying to, with a no, the thief. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. So I just added a script in my main service. Oh, my God. It's getting longer and longer. It's I don't know what to do. Oh, <laughs> But anyway, so you know how a lot of people can't get well from their chronic illness because they identify it with it so much? And yeah. so they're comfortable and they're victimhood. Like my sister, one of my sisters that has diabetes, she don't want, she's afraid to get rid of her diabetes. She don't, I, you know, it's all she's ever known. So anyway, out of the script, uh, blah, 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 immediately and permanently and completely relinquishes the state and mentality of victimhood originating um, from the unhealthy identification they have with well, she or he has with their disease and the comfort they feel that person feels in remaining ill. And I fill in the blank with the person's name, but um, sorry, I don't know why I brought that up, but but no, oh, I'm, that's, talking about, I'm talking about antibiotics and pneumonia and shit. That's why. But that's really important, Alyssa. Um, what you just said yeah. is really important because I find um, a lot of people get trapped, you know, in that, and they don't realize it. But usually, it's a crutch, right? Like that that illness is a crutch so that they don't have to stand up to the plate. Oh, if yeah. They, 
right? Like, so if they, they don't have to, be, they don't have to face reality, live life. Right, Y'all right. Have done excuse. Yes, I know. Right. And, and so for them to really relinquish that illness is to also be willing to confront what caused it on a spiritual level. Like the manifestation of that illness is going to happen because of something that is so out of balance that spiritually it has caused this physical illness in you. So that's something that needs to be confronted. And and that means that you have to be willing to change things by confronting it and, you know, taking responsibility means you, you have to change your life in whatever ways you have to change it. Well and said. And that terrifies people. Well said. And, um, you know, for example, who's that person, something Hayes that does the Helen Hayes? Oh, um, what's her name? Yeah, I know well, who I you mean. Uh, I don't know. What, whatever. But it's like diabetes. A lot of people, some people have diabetes because... They come into life not being able to digest the sweetness of life. People with myopia, exactly. they, they take life for granted. So, of course, there's different things for different people, but, yes, there's a spiritual reason for every disease and disorder. And, um, you know, and, and, but this script that I just added goes to the higher self so that the higher self can hate. Mm. Right. Down. I want to talk to you on a subconscious level, so I don't know yeah. if it works. And that's Louise L- Lois or oh. Louise Hay. Yes, thank you. Thank yes. you. Okay, so, no, she that that came through. That that just came through. Um, wow. I I think it's brilliant, and I think that um, a lot of cancers are actually, you know, especially when I look at breast cancer, I just it's very interesting there are links between what these certain illnesses are to specific types of anger um you know usually if a woman is raped and she doesn't deal with it and she doesn't and she's not able to release it and heal it will you know manifest in her body in her breasts or you know her uterus another life right right oh yes oh yes yeah, trapped emotions in the chest, you know, in the heart. Trapped emotions yeah. are responsible for so much disease. So, Lauda, what else do you do? We'll, we'll take calls in a minute, people. Oh. I know y'all been so patient. But, yeah, tell me about so, the other things you have to offer that people will have to I wait do. two years for. I'm kidding. We'll <laughs> <laughs> no, be worth the wait, people. Just one year, Build that's character. all. Build character. <laughs> Um, so I do forensic anomalous profiling. Basically, I look at I look at certain patterns throughout your whole life that you're not aware of, and I see what it's caused energetically and how it's created a theater of your life. So, like people are living in their own theater, and they don't realize, you know, why their life is going the way it's going, or why they keep attracting the same thing over and over again, or the same kind of man or woman. Yeah. Um, or, or, I mean, it just goes on, but profiling is basically digging very deep, excavating the things that are hidden that may even be, because I get shown past lives, I get shown whatever is pertaining to stuff like that. Wow. So, 
um, I just kind of follow the spirit where it leads me, and we go digging, and we excavate, and it takes me sometimes all over the place. Um, and sometimes people really bring through past lives that they have not dealt with so that they're reliving those past lives. Oh, they're actually yeah. reliving the same thing. So um, that's one thing. I mean, there's like activations, there's healing, clearings. Um, it's kind of can be very different for each person depending on, you know, oh, yeah. what you need. So it's never the same for any person. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I, I see a lot of patterns based on relationships, like people keep choosing the same you know, toxic person after a toxic person, or even right. the worst place. they keep choosing the, the the worst jobs. Okay, so exactly you know, the worst coworkers and the worst bosses. So yeah, that would be very valuable. Right. Or I had somebody who had um, experience. Every time they would get hit by a car, it would happen in the same place, and it would happen in the same area of the car. <laughs> like it was. Oh, just, wow. Yeah, it was very peculiar, but. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and, and depending when I'm working with people, too, sometimes I'll get messages for them from somebody that's trying to connect and communicate. So right. then I'll just give them a message. Um, and sometimes I've got, I've got beings from other realities, from other realms, planets, whatever you want to call it, that are connected with my clients, and then I get their messages. So... Wow. You know, sometimes they come in very clearly, and and then I'm kind of communicating with them to get to communicate to the to the client. Wow, because uh, you know a lot of people who are in our Atlanta Scaler, Chemley Eric family um, have galactic lives, by the way, and it, it complicates things even more, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot it, a lot of you guys have uh, lives with all of us, we're probably one giant soul family in Atlantis. So that's a biggie too. Yeah. Atlantis, Hyperborea um, is another biggie. Lemuria, um, a lot of, I'd have to say that the majority of the people are galactically from a different place, yeah. you know, and everybody's sort of convened here. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> together and have a picnic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> right, anything else you want to share before we take callers, Laura? Um, no, I think I was going to ask you something about that black sludge you were talking about earlier. I was just kind of curious about that. Yeah, I don't know. What can I tell you? I, what? Kaboom. Kaboom. Where was it? Foam, was and it when on the, foam turns, when the, the purple foam turns white, I wipe it away. That's all I can say. Yeah. Was that in the bathtub or was that on the floor? In the bathtub. No, it's in, it was in the, bathtub. the bathtub. Was it ectoplasm? I don't know. But I, mm. I, I did take a, a a bath and after that in pink a Himalayan salt, you know, a, every day for several days in a row. I did whatever Eric told me to do. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to well, work. You know, you know, the thing that's coming to me about that, the reason why I probably need to tell you, is that when you did that bath, that bath was a spiritual cleansing. It was a spiritual clearing, and you were actually clearing what was in your field. You were clearing the entities that were in your field. Oh. Trying to, like, they were trying to access you. So when you did that bath, whatever you did in that bath was a spiritual clearing. 
that black stuff was the like literally the proof of all those entities being gotten rid of. Ooh, a little bit creepy. Yeah. All right, you want to take callers now, Lauda and Eric? Sure. All right, well, uh, first of all, I have somebody who I want to um, help, and uh, her name is Ashley Patel. I hope it's okay. No, Ashley from Catawla, Georgia. All right, so she's had a really rough time. I am, here's her email, and have been for months straight through now. So overwhelmingly, very, very down and depressed, I can barely get out of bed, and I'm sobbing all the time. It's hard to understand how I'm supposed to keep enduring this. I will and will never take my own life, but still, it's so hard to understand how uh, I will. Maybe you could ask Eric in one of your live calls or shows, because she could never get on, never. Mm-hmm. So, now, you know... Here's the medication she's on, and I want you to comment on this, Eric. Seroquel, clonazepam, Effexor, Clonidine, Trazodone, mm. Buspirone, uh, Buspirone. All right. What do you say about that medication list, first of all? Uh, okay. So uh, right away, it was like, whoa. Uh, I know. That was, that was Eric. That was Eric. Um mm-hmm. Too much, too strong. Too many, mm-hmm. too much, too strong. Like, it's actually, uh, it's like he's cautious about this thing. Um, yeah, to to go to a different doctor. I I felt that too. I mean, yeah, some people so all, but some mm-hmm. psychiatrists over-medicate, and it's just like, it's like, I don't feel good, doctor. Okay, I'll add another medication. Well, I still don't feel good. Okay, I'll add another medication. Right. It's really damaging. um, And and some some of those makes this worse. What? Yeah, exactly. Some of those, especially when they're combined, um, they cause manic depression and they can cause suicide ideation. Oh, absolutely. So definitely go to someone else and also go to maybe... Is there something in another life? Does she need past life regression? I mean, how well, can we help her? It, I mean, it's never going to be one simple answer, especially when when things are that bad, right? You're never yeah. going to just get, oh, it's like this. Ah, um, makes sense. Yes, yes. But she does, she does need to get some help with somebody who can coach her through understanding the life that she's had. And how um, and how she has um, I'm gonna say uh, how this prison got formed, right? She's in a prison. She is. And um, and she can't get out. And she's getting weaker and weaker. And this is um, and I think this all all this medication is making it worse. Mm. So she needs to go slowly, bit by bit. She needs to go and see somebody that can help her psychically understand what is going on because some of it is past lives. Some of it is because she's a sensitive and she doesn't, she can't handle the energies of this reality of this world. Yeah. She doesn't know what negative energy is hers and what's somebody else's. Right. It's, it's yeah. too, it's, she's just on overwhelm, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a burn victim. Yeah. Right. It is like yes. no skin. 
So, oh, okay. um, and nobody's really um, been there to give her any kind of actual support and understanding yeah. or taught her how to use her, her sensitivity or her, her abilities, right? Right. And, and I think it's just, it's just the feeling that comes through is that like everything is just overwhelming. Life itself is overwhelming and finding a way to survive in it is overwhelming. Yeah. So you retreat to a prison. Exactly. And you just cocoon, right? Right. So I think, you know, just starting bit by bit, going to a different doctor, maybe going to a naturopath who has, who is also a doctor is a good idea. Um, And then just like, Go at this bit by bit. Seek somebody who can help you psychically understand your past lives, your present life, how you got here, your abilities. You know, this is because this energy is very strong. It's very big. It's a big one. It's and it doesn't have one answer. So who can help her? Any of um, the people, mediums, I mean, a medium can help her. Like people like me, right? Yeah. Who, um, but like you know, she as long as as long as they are very good at um, isolating energies from the past, the present to, to get her to understand. It just she, she doesn't need a bunch of useless information. No, no, that, that will just. Well, like, maybe you can put her on your maybe you can put her on her, on your waiting list. I mean. I don't know if she can. I, I would be happy to put her on my waiting list. It would probably wouldn't be able to see her until the end of September or October. But, well, I can imagine. you know, but if you have a cancellation, it'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Okay, but you know, oh, like that. meditation for her would be really good to just like have a clear intention of what she wants to find out, what she wants to create. Like she needs mm-hmm. to find out answers. Like I feel like everything is foggy. Yeah, in her life, it's so hard to meditate when you're depressed and don't want to do anything. You have this apathy. I will tell you from my personal experience. After Eric died, of course, I started on Effexor, the worst medication in the world. I swear to God, because it's yeah. so hard to get off. Okay, right. Until you get discontinuation syndrome, and so eventually I kind of changed to Cymbalta because I had neck pain, and that's great for pain. But then, you know, you just feel emotionally blunted. You feel apathetic. You don't feel joy. Well, you don't feel suicidal, but you don't even feel sad. I mean, it's really a, a difficult to be on SSRIs. So right. um, I something about this medication called, the supplement called Neuralink by BrainMD, and I'm not sponsoring them, okay? But basically, it contains the, it doesn't, it, it, it's not a prescription. It doesn't prevent the reuptake of serotonin and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't prevent the destruction. What it does, it it is the building blocks of dopamine. It's, it's got the building right. blocks. It's got the building block for serotonin. It's got the building block. I mean, it's got GABA, which is Xanax, all that kind of stuff. And I swear to God, I, of course, I had to taper off and get off of Cymbalta because you don't want too much serotonin because then you get serotonin no. syndrome. But right. I finally feel for the first time in forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible and I feel joy, etc. So anyway, I'm asking Eric, is that what? something that she needs to consider getting off yes. of the assessor and getting on yes. a neural link? But he's saying not uh, she can't do this right away. She can't just oh, go and switch yeah. it. 
Oh, no, um, no, no, no. She take, has to be very time. careful, right? Right. Has to be careful, but he's saying that there's a chemical imbalance for sure. Okay, there's yeah. a chemical imbalance and an amino acid imbalance. Yeah. Okay, well, that's so... the entire thing is amino acids. So, but anyway, you know, it's probably a multifactorial thing that needs a multifactorial approach. All right, thank yeah. you. She's going to love this. All right, let's see. We've got somebody from the 650 area code. Uh, hello, how you doing? Hi, Elisa and Laura. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Pleasure. Um, to? Hi, this is Huey, and I'm calling uh, in regards to my brother. Um, he has uh, he has personal issues that he's going through, um, and memory issues at the same time. And he had mm-hmm. a case, uh, or a case that didn't go in his favor. And he's in a very low state. Uh, I don't live with him. Uh, we're in different states. Uh, but I wanted to ask Eric, how can I be of assistance or help without me having to kind of not blocking his life lessons, but assist him in a way, you know, or it can change. How do you spell your hmm. name and what is his Kiwi. first name? Keely? Kiwi and uh, Mickey yeah. is how, the brother. Wait, how do you spell your name? Kiwi, H-I-W-I. H-I-W-I. That is so, so cool. Then. And his name is? Mickey. Mickey. And where is he? What town? Um, he is in Virginia area. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric, um, what do you think? So, whew, this is, um, I mean, this is, Okay, what's coming through is definitely he's not the kind of person that you can just um, try and help like you would uh, anybody else because in, he will, he doesn't like that. He likes being very independent. He's very, very much his own person, and he doesn't want to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there's also, is, is he emotionally dysregulated? Yes, um, yeah. there are yeah. things within him, and he's not open. So, you know no, what I mean? No. I have I know. assumptions. So, yep, yep. yeah. That's what's come through. So, yeah, he's got emotional dysregulation. So, oftentimes, when you try to help him, he, um, he, like, he doesn't take it the way you mean it. He takes it differently. It's almost like his brain kind of goes on the defense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, you have to you have to be with him and deal with him in the most like free loving way. So just, you can offer something without, with absolutely no expectations, mm. uh, whatever help you offer him it be loosey goosey. Like you take it or leave it. It's up to you, but Hey, you never know. This might just work for you. Um, and you can just send him little things like that, but, but don't, don't send him anything that is going to be insulting to him. That's what mm-hmm. I. That's what Eric said. Yeah, like, like here, I'm going to give you this yeah. because you are broken and I want to fix you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been very cautious about it. Like that's why I don't want to. That's why I'm asking Eric. Is you know I want to go about it the right way because I've been in this place hundreds of times, and mm-hmm. it hasn't worked. Well, there are times which worked. He was very doing well. 
And when the work thing happened, he went down the drain. Right. So that's why the, I'm asking the advice is I don't want to disrupt my life because I go down too, you know, wanting no. to help. Sure. And then yeah. that that eagerness to help too, it may come off very strong on his side. And I didn't want, I don't want that either. Um, no, you know, so you want, know as, as hard as this about. is to, to hear, um, mm-hmm. he, he has chosen this path. It could be a path to acceleration for him. Like, as opposed to doing four lifetimes, he might have put in four lifetimes in one lifetime. Okay, that's oh. kind of what I'm being shown. Oh, so, yes, that's uh, what I'm saying. I want to interrupt his life lessons, you see. Right. That's so, I, like, my God, careful, yeah. Just, just love him and, and just accept his path and, and mm-hmm. don't put yourself in the position where you feel you have to heal him. Um, just let it go. And, and, you know, send him things that he might enjoy, like things that are frequency uplifting, music, whatever, maybe a good concert. Like anything else is going to be, going to be on the defense, right? Just send yeah. him things that will uplift him. Yeah, nothing that says something's wrong with you and I'm going to send you something that fixes mm-hmm. it. Oh, my God, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. If I uh, maybe fail our work, will it work for him? Uh, is that one avenue I you know, that would be for his highest good or no? Can you ask that again? Oh, Does he need Taylor, Taylor work? Because would Taylor yeah. work help or is it he's, is, oh, he's on his path as Lennox mm-hmm. Taylor work? Or is he on his path and he just needs to go through it? Do you know, mm-hmm. a neural... Um, you know, like uh, scalar neural uh, feedback, those kinds of things might help with his dysregulation, but he's, he's on his path. So you're yeah. not going to see a major difference. Yeah. But it might, it might just give it a little bit of ease for him. It might just, mm-hmm. you know, take a little bit of the edge off. Mm-hmm. But he's fully, this is his path. This is his life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And what I could do is, Support him with uplifting things. Yeah, you know, it's so, it. it's so it's so hard to watch people mm-hmm. that we love travel their their, their spiritual path mm-hmm. and to know that we really need to have our hands off and let them yeah. do the suffering because that's contrast. That's what we're here for, yeah. you know. And it, it's tough, but you know what? Guess what? We're all eternal beings. It's gonna all be okay in the long run, right? Now, yeah, yeah, and this is, yeah. you know, I mean, like I say, I think he, he accelerated um, himself. Wow, that's so amazing. You know, he's, he's, pa- he's packing a big punch, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough call. He's very, he isolates himself. He, he doesn't allow yeah. people to cl- get close to him. And in, in a way, that's protecting people. So he's still trying to yeah. do, do this in a way to protect people. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we need to close yeah. up here, guys. Thank you so much. We didn't get very many callers in, but guess what? We're going to do it next time, so don't worry about it. And uh, I love you all. Thank you, Lauda. Her information is going to be in the description box below. And, Eric, I love you, too. You guys, be sure you subscribe to the Atlantis YouTube channel and the channel Eric YouTube channel and my TikTok uh, channel because we've got some fun stuff happening there. I love you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, everyone. Night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.